Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. For five years, Baylor grad and serial entrepreneur Corey Dickman has been helping people find their inner sleuth. Co-founder of Waco Escape Room, Dickman has even more tricks up his sleeve. And it is great to welcome you here to Central Texas Living Podcast. Well, well thank you, Ann. I appreciate the time. This is this is awesome. Thank well, you. Well, no, having me. it's your time. <laughs> I'm retired, dude. You know, you have got how many businesses you're involved in? I mean, I was out of breath just reading yeah. up on you. Yeah, I think whatever the whatever like the legal limit is, I'm probably <laughs> one above it. So it's somewhere in there. But yeah. Yeah, well, so let's let's talk about so obviously the Waco Escape Room, a lot of folks mm-hmm. have been there and enjoyed it. Yeah. And it it, you know, it's fun for just a group of friends or family or whatever, mm-hmm. but also businesses use yes. it as corporate training because yes. of problem solving and oh, all yeah. that. Yeah, that's honestly uh, and I like that you brought that up because that's probably what excites me the most about the escape rooms and continuing continuing to do the escape rooms is this is probably the corporate team building, um, getting school districts in there, you know, anything from like the China Spring lunch crew to, you know, um, neighborly to any of these companies, a lot of Baylor sports teams and departments there, but it's all centered around that communi- communication, working on team building skills and things like that. I mean, bringing your friends and family is, is awesome. And those are kind of fills the weekend time slots, but, um, during the weekday, those, those corporate team building deals are, are really fun to kind of see them work together. So this was your first really venture mm-hmm. as yeah. an op- entrepreneur. And there've been many come since Waco pedal yeah. tours. Mm-hmm. Yes, that ma'am. Was, in, in reading some quotes from, um, entrepreneur famous, you know, folks who have started big businesses, you know, a lot of it is, you know, you, you see a need and you meet that need, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that you, instead of a, yeah. sitting in a room going, I'm going to think of the next best thing, you know, it's like, what do you need right now? Yeah. And yeah. that sounds like that's what that oh, came out of. I remember, um, uh, 1 million cups is a yeah. networking event. I don't know. Oh yeah. Networking. I had those guys on the TV yeah. show. Yeah. One, one MC is, is awesome. And so we, uh, myself and some other people helped start that here, about three years ago, maybe maybe four years ago now. It's probably mm-hmm. been a while, uh, but we used to do it at the Hippodrome, and so we were in the back little control room there while the presenters were going on, and and myself and um, my friend Jake uh, were back there talking, and, and every time someone would present, it's always about a business, uh-huh. so we're always like, oh man, yeah, that's great. And they're like, how could you make that better? And we would always just talk about it, and then one day, um, 
uh, Valley Mills Vineyards was there talking about the Waco wine tours and they had just started this. And so Waco tours had been around for maybe about a year, maybe less. Mm -hmm. And then Waco wine tours and Jake and I were like, man, what is another tour? Like there's gotta be a thing we're missing here in Waco. (laughs) And he just pulled it up on his phone and showed me a picture of one of the pedal bikes. And yeah, I was like, that's cool. Like where, you know, where's that? And it was like in Fredericksburg and we thought, man, that'd be so sweet. Like bring that to town, like entertain people. And one of my employees at the time, at the escape room used to work at a resort in, in uh, Mexico and just is so personable. Like he's a big, big personality entertainer. And I said, man, I know, I know Danny would, would be a tour guide on this. Like we would call him <laughs> captain Danny and he would, you know, entertain people all night long. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it started and, and you know, it does, it starts with an idea and then it's always that next step of action is, is the hard one. It's like, okay, are we going to go purchase the bike now? You know, are we going to put our, our, you know, finally put some money behind it or whatever. And so then it just starts that way. But yeah, it's, it's always an interesting journey for sure. When, when starting a business, especially if it's something that's not here, or it's like new to the community. And businesses kind of grow out of each other mm-hmm. because I understand your, your bike broke down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then you had to figure yeah. out, you know, well, we might need additional bikes. Yep. And so it was yeah. a, an interesting partnership with Rappaport Academy. Is yeah. that still going on? It is. Yeah. And it, um, I know. And you're just on point, girl. That's why. That's why you're a professional. Uh, hey, that's why I make the big bucks. <laughs> that's why you make the big bucks. Uh, no, I, I was just t- telling a friend of mine the other day, like that part breaking was this input shaft on the bike that makes yeah. the wheels turn and from the motor. <laughs> kind of needed. Yeah, needed, needed. Uh, has really kind of got or it has um, steered me, I guess, on the course where I am like right now and um, working with Rappaport and eventually the nonprofit that spun off of that called Triple Win, which is where um, I'm helping run that right now. It's still kind of in its infancy stage, but the idea of placing students, you know, in a shop space, either at our shop space or we partner with Maker's Edge um, now as well, um, but primarily with Rappaport students and getting them real work experience, like work-based learning is, is obviously what it's called, but um, placing them with companies like Awake Pedal Tours or Waco Axe Company or some other food trucks in town and helping them create these projects for them. But the students are learning and getting certifications and the business is getting a great product and the school gets these students in these classes. So that's kind of the the triple win of it. But it all started because of that part breaking (laughs) and our insurance guy, um, Everett has had a friend named Clay and he said, you know, Clay can fix anything like Clay doesn't know the word. No, he just will do it. So I had him come look at it and I had so many people look at that and like for two months, everyone, I, can you fix this? Can you fix this? No. Yeah, and your business is shut down oh, yeah. until no, no, you nothing. get that fixed. Totally. No money yeah. coming in. It was so stressful. And he's like, yeah, I, I think I can make it. I was like, really? Like, you know, you can make this? And he's like, yeah. So, you know, he fixes the bike and then that's when it was like, well, do you guys ever see a need for a second one? And it was like, well, yeah, I mean, we, we only can run one tour a time, you know, and you have, you see Waco tours has like eight buses or eight vans. You oh know? yeah. You see them all. Over. Yeah. So it's like, sure. Like, can you like, <laughs> like you can build one. Like, again, it was like so foreign that I, someone could make this outside of like a big manufacturing company. And he was like, yeah, and I'm going to have students do it. And I was like, what? Amazing. You blow my mind. And, and when those, I mean, they built it in six months and it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, uh, just the, the work they can do in Rappaport puts out some pretty smart kids, but um, it was incredible. So yeah, from that, it's just a lot of things kind of spurn and really, you know, my position now with triple win and working with students was all because of meeting clay because that darn bike broke. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let's go back yeah. in time. You're from Portland. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's talk about your childhood, your youth, yeah. and, and how in the world did you get to Baylor University? How did I get to Waco, Texas? Yeah, yeah Baylor. Um, so grew up uh, only child, so mom, just mom and dad. Um, and really our family dynamic is, is pretty different than a lot of other families. Like we're really close, my parents and I growing up. But outside of that, you know, all my grandparents had passed away uh, before I ever got to really know them. And aunts and uncles, like, were kind of a part of our life, not really. And so, you know, this is interesting. Thanksgiving was always a time where it was at our house, and then my mom would just invite friends over who didn't either have family or, like, just stuff going on in their life. So Thanksgiving to me was always my parents and then a bunch of just friends. So I love Thanksgiving because it is just bringing people together. And so that's kind of childhood. Um mm-hmm. My dad was your typical nine to five. He still is, uh, works downtown and has that kind of life. Um, my mom, she was the entrepreneur, the, you know, doing Ah. any business, you know, salesperson, like mom was very big personality and was always kind of had that side thing going on. So always me getting to like go with her and check out stuff and like always be her like unpaid assistant, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to kind of see a lot of this stuff. So I think the entrepreneur side probably comes from, from mom there. Um, and then, yeah, Baylor, you know, I applied to every, I mean, you know, West coast, East coast. Um, I did not want to go anywhere in the middle of the United States. I, I had never been to Texas. I, I wondered if you'd ever mm, even visited the state. No, I totally thought everybody like had a cowboy hat, <laughs> uh, wore cowboy boots, yeah. you know, uh, maybe rode horses. Like that was my perception. And so, um, my senior year, uh, our school did like a marketing competition. And so we made it to nationals, which was in, uh, Dallas. So we flew out to Dallas. And so that was the first time I'd ever been to Texas, mm-hmm. but my mom, her I'm like going all over the place here, Ann, but my mom's dad, he was a a small church pastor. Mm -hmm. And so she always knew about Baylor growing up as a kid, like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a big faith-based university. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, she could never, they could never afford to send her to Baylor or anything like that. So my mom knew about it. So she was actually the one that, hey, you need to apply, you know, take a look. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I wanted to go to Stanford or Duke or, you know, some other school. And so I was like, you can you can apply to Baylor. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to apply. So the story was my mom actually sent my transcript in and my dad did my application for me. Oh, I, really? I didn't, I had nothing to do with the Baylor application. <laughs> I, love I know. That. So we're in Dallas and my parents are like, Hey, let's just go to, let's just go to Waco. You know, it's not that far away. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. And I have no idea. I didn't know if it was a six hour drive or an hour and a half drive. I don't know. So we drive down and we're we're touring the campus and it was like oh wow this is this is a texas university this is cool yeah and uh and then we went to the business school and they have they still have this class that trades stock on the stock oh yeah oh yeah you know the largest run student fund in the country Mm -hmm. and it just grabbed me like i we had been to harvard stanford north carolina duke georgetown all these big um schools and great business schools nobody had a class like that (laughs) so I was like, okay, this is where I'm coming. Yeah, Baylor, I, I, Baylor's entrepreneurship program is one of the top in the nation. Mm-hmm, yeah, no, no question about that. Oh, but, I know. But you didn't get a business degree. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> I started as, as business. And then uh, my, my second semester, sophomore year, I had to take accounting. And, <laughs> and uh, You're oh, a child after my own heart. And, the same thing happened to me. <laughs> oh, it was awful. It was awful. I had, I had, an, a, I had an A in economics. 
in a yeah. B, in, in an F in accounting. Like it was just how different your yeah. brain. Marketing. I did great marketing. Yeah, marketing yeah. killed it. Accounting. See, our brains think that yep. way. So you ended up getting a communications degree. I did. Yeah. <laughs> communications and film. That, that was, that's what I loved. I mean, my passion was that. So moved into that degree and graduated with that. And then. Well, no, that was 10 years ago. I, it was a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah. So, and then you got a, a master's mm -hmm. in sports market, sports, sports management. management. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. did you ever yeah. envision doing something with yes, that? Yes, that was the whole, the whole plan. I think my first, when I finished my master's, I wanted to go work for ESPN. That, yeah. that was the, either that or go back home to Portland and work for the Trailblazers. Um, it's the NBA team there. Yeah. So, one of those two. So I, my first, I applied for an internship at ESPN and then I was applying for an internship with the Trailblazers. And so as both of those things were kind of moving along, I, and I, I could go down, I blew the ESPN job really bad. Like oh. I never heard, like I applied and then, you know, me being so patient after like a day, I didn't hear back. So I kept bugging the guy <laughs> and he finally called. So I called, I got a call from Bristol, Connecticut, like two weeks later thinking, okay, this is it. This is the job offer. And he called and he's like, Hey, just let you know, we're not, we're not offering you the internship. And and just for future reference, don't ever bother the <laughs> HR like you did. And I was like, Oh, he oh. was like, that's your takeaway from this. I was like, okay. Oh, so, okay. I uh, was looking for the blazers, had to wait for another year just for their hiring cycle. And so moved to salt Lake. Cause that's where my parents were living at the time. And the general manager of the Utah jazz as a Baylor grad. And then, you know, his son, Jake Lindsay was mm -hmm. on a men's basketball team a few years back. So there were some Baylor ties. I had an interview uh, with his assistant to try to see if there could be some opening there. Um, and so that was kind of the end of, I don't know if you want me to pivot off of that, but <laughs> that I had that interview or we had a lunch together, me and the assistant. And I had so many missed calls from my mom during that, during that um, lunch. And I was like, what is going on? So it went well. He was like, yeah, you know, we, he loves Baylor. Like, you know, we could see about getting you in, you know, it, like apply during the summer and then we see how it goes. I was like, okay. And so I get back to my car and I'm on like cloud nine, you know, I'm like, this is it. I literally had like 10 missed calls. So I call my mom back and she's just crying. She's bawling. I'm like, what is going on? She's like, I just, I was at the doctor and I was, you know, something, my stomach was hurting. I didn't know what was going on. So we went and get, did some tests and she's like, I, it, they think it's liver cancer. Oh, and I was no. just like, what the heck? Like just yeah, out know, of the blue, out of the blue. I'm in the mm -hmm. car in the parking lot. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that kind of began that journey. Um, and she, so she was diagnosed with liver cancer. And so I, I was working for a food distributor, a small food distributor company, kind of like a Cisco or a U.S. foods, mm -hmm. but a, a local one in Salt Lake. So I was doing that kind of part-time and then staying home with mom, taking care of her. And then she passes away in March of 2015. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you're like, what the heck? You like, know, you're doing what you needed to do. Yeah. You're where you need yeah. to be, mm -hmm. you know. With dad and we're, you know, sure. trying to just hold it, hold it together. And so we moved back to Portland just so we could be near friends and family. Um, and again, just like a zombie. I always tell people it was like a zombie. Like yeah. I just kind of, I was there, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, kind of like lost the passion to like pursue, you know, getting into sports is is brutal. I mean, it is a, it is a grind. It's unpaid stuff. It's mm -hmm. you're doing it for years. And so you really got to have your heart into it and, and be ready to work. And I just wasn't, I didn't really care anymore. Yeah. And so that's when my, one of my best friends had called me, uh, Jared, and he had started an escape room in Jackson, Tennessee and was like, Hey, you know, do you want to move back to Texas? And I, I love Waco. Yeah. Like I was one of the, the types that 
like Waco like grew, you know, on me. And so I told him, yeah, I'd, I'd love to move back to Waco. You know, wh- whatever kind of gets me back, I'm, I'm good for. And so he's like, well, let's just open an escape room. And I was like, ah, no, <laughs> like, like something else, man. Probably not that. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm telling you, like they're doing well and this and that. And it was pretty new at the time. And so, um, that's ultimately what brought me back to Waco. Yeah. I know that kind of was a roundabout. No, but, well, but I'm glad to hear the story Yeah, yeah. because I am a big believer that, you know, when doors close, mm-hmm. there's a reason and that, you know, the Lord knows what, yes, he does, what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, but golly, you open the escape room, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, a lot of startup businesses, they don't make it here five years later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here you are. And not only that, but let's talk about Nexus eSports. What mm-hmm. is that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. So, um, 2015, 16, um, there's a game that comes out called league of legends and it's a on the game you play on the computer and, and, uh, that kind of cat. And we, we, we play this game all the time. Like this is like the way my friends and I still keep in touch as we, mm-hmm. we play this game. So they had really been the first to take video games. We'll call it video games just for the sake of this, but to, to answer the question, that kids always have for their parents and their parents always say, well, can you make money playing video games? <laughs> uh, League of Legends kind of answered that question. It was like, yeah, you actually can. Oh. Like you, And so in 2015, they had their big world tournament and um, prize pool was big and there's a lot of viewership. And I think that was the first year that it was either 15 or 16 that it had more views than like Major League Baseball did and, and so people watch this online that they stream it on twitch or youtube and stuff mm-hmm. um not your traditional like cbs or fox or abc but the eyeballs are the same you know and so as, esports is basically just it's a sport that is played you know with with video games and so it can be any it doesn't matter that the name of the game they all fall in this esports genre so 2000 i just always forget these dates now and but probably 17 or 18 um that was like, I felt the next kind of thing that was coming down, you know, what's that thing 10 years from now or 15 years from now, we're like, dang it. Like, right. why didn't we get into that? Or why didn't we see that coming? And, and esports just was, in my opinion, like a no brainer. Like this is where a lot of um, sports are trending to, you know, football numbers are down, basketball, these things. And, and the streamable side of it, being able to just watch it on your phone or at home on your computer, like, you know, cable television was kind of on the decline. And so it was like, what is going to be that internet thing that people are captivated by? And, and so esports was just probably one of those things. So Nexus was born out of that as like a, a venue where people can come, they can game, you know, like your traditional land center, but have it look a lot better, you know, big ceilings, big windows, you know, uh, metal wood, like have it be the style we like, not just mm-hmm. like a, a little tiny room that smells really bad. Um, <laughs> But then what the other side of it is, is, is the tournaments and, you know, the idea of having, you know, um, competitive teams. You know, if you're in high school, you could team up with other high schoolers and be on a team and compete in tournaments and win prize money. Yeah. Things like that. So, so many different things that 
you've been involved in mm-hmm. and um, what do you see down the pike? I mean, are you already thinking yeah. about other things yeah. to come? That's a great question. I uh, probably would have answered that a lot differently. Like the first week of March, I probably <laughs> um, was still kind of in the mindset of like, let's grow. What, what do we need to do to push forward? And maybe be like a little risky and stuff, but within, within the bounds that are fine, you know, that makes sense. I'm not a big, big risk taker. You know, I think people look at, oh my gosh, all these businesses and it's like, yeah, but we're, we, we do it pretty safe. Like I was going to say they they're still up and running. I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I yeah. probably like swing for, for triples, not home runs a lot, right, of, a lot right. of the time. And then if it pans out, you know, it works. Um, but then when COVID hits, it's, I think as every entrepreneur sure. or business owner, you, it took a while for me to like get through the stages of, of grief or whatever they call it. Like, you know, your first couple of months, it's like everything we've worked on or built, it's, it's done, you know, like you go through those stages and then it's like, okay, how do we, you know, survive? Like, how do we keep things going and, and how do we keep our employees paid? And, and so all of the, like, what is, what are we doing five years from now? Kind of like goes out the window for a minute. And it's like, how do we just survive and Mm -hmm. stay open? And so we, you know, the unfortunate side of all the things I do, um, for the most part was all just completely shut down. Like there wasn't takeout or wasn't curbside. It was just, you're done. Like you can't operate. So it was, it was very stressful and it kind of was like, shoot, what, what, you know, let's just make sure we're not closing kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think now, you know, we've all been kind of open and it's not back where it was, but it's, it's like, we're at least kind of doing things mm-hmm, again, figuring it out, figuring it out a little, little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the best advice you ever got as far as mm. being an entrepreneur? Um, That's a great question. And then what would you, what advice would you have for someone? What advice did I get? And I'm so bad at like having mentors or asking good questions. I, I, um, I don't know. I don't know what advice I got. I, I probably, I'd probably be making it up right now if I came up <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I, I am very bad at like, and I wish I was better at going to people that, you know, are doing something that I want to be doing mm-hmm. 10 years from now or 15 years from now and asking them, what would you have done differently when you were my age or when you were starting? You know, I, I probably should seek out people and I need to do a better job of that. I think I'm such like a do it, do it like an original concept or do it a different way than everybody else. Like I think like that too mm-hmm. much and it sometimes backfires and sometimes it doesn't, but um, yeah, I don't know what kind of advice I, I would say advice I have for people is I, I, I can't like when we help do startup Waco as a nonprofit here in town, that's kind of a entrepreneurial incubator hub. And, uh, in the very beginning, we'd have people coming in and, you know, I want to start this business. It's like, okay, well, you know what, tell me about it. And they'd be all passionate. Their eyes would light up. I'm going to do this event planning business and da, 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 da. I'm like, great. Like what, you know, have you started it? Like, what are you doing? Well, you know, I got the LLC and I got the Facebook page and, you know, but I, you know, I haven't like called anybody yet, but I'm doing all this stuff and it's like, okay, great. You know? So they come in like a month later and I'm thinking, Hey, did you do your first event? No, you know, I'm still waiting on the website to get finished and this and that. And I'm like, well, why don't you just, just go do an event? Like just go, even if, if it's for a friend's kid's birthday party, just say you'll plan it for them, like for free, just, just do something. And like, well, I'm not ready yet. And it's like, that's, that's, Oh, oh I just can't like, <clears throat> I, I know you need to put your ducks in a row a little bit. Right. But you just gotta go do something. You gotta have a little courage there mm-hmm. little <laughs> just cur- to so, step out. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if my advice would be just, you just go do it. 
see what happens. And you're going to learn a lot from that. Either you're going to learn, Ooh, I don't think I should be doing this. Or it's like, okay, that worked well. You know, these six things worked, but these four things didn't. So how do I adjust that and be better at it? So I think, I see, just go, just go do it. And it would probably be some advice I yeah. would have. Well, I'm going to quote you here. You say, I tether the line of, oh, that guy's doing work. And, oh, that guy might be insane. <laughs> He's like, maybe that's a good place to be. You, you, you still you still stand by that? Yeah, probably. Probably. I think my wife would hope I'd go more to the the, the better side of that quote. But yeah, I think you got to be on that 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 gray area a little bit in order to to push the envelope. But um, again, try to I try not to jump out of the plane without a parachute. You know, there's always at least one or two parachutes um, before before we leap. So. <laughs> well, you are an amazing guy. It has really been a, a lot of fun hearing about your businesses and hearing mm-hmm. about your life. Um, I like to end these visits with a questionnaire similar to the one sure. that James Lipton, the okay. late James Lipton, used to use on Inside the Actor's Studio. Okay. Does that ring a bell? Yes. You... <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. more so Sorta I think kinda... the, the skit from like, because I think Will, Will Ferrell <laughs> would yeah, parody. Right, the parody. I think he parodied okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, with the beard. With okay, the beard, imagine yeah. me with a beard <laughs> okay. asking you... What's your favorite word? Ooh, <laughs> so good. Uh, my favorite word, um, uh, initiative. Yeah, I can see that I with like you. That word. What, what's your least favorite word? Um, security. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah. I don't know why that came to mind first, but well, you know, you're an entrepreneur, so you're just kind of, you're out there, that leap of faith. What turns you on then creatively or spiritually Mm. or emotionally? Yeah. uh, I I mean, a a new concept. I just, nothing gets me going more than if someone's like, Oh, Hey, I I have an idea. (laughs) Like I could be in the worst mood, whatever. Like, and if that someone says that, what? Like, tell me about it. Like, I don't even know. I don't even have to know who they are. It could be a, <laughs> a stranger at a restaurant or something. That 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 will get my ear at least for a minute or two. And then you'll quickly know if I think it's like, oh, that's cool, or uh, like based on just probably my facial expression. My my parents used to say I could never hide anything on my yeah, face. Yeah, not a poker player. No, huh? no. It's just, it's bad. Yeah. Well, then what turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? Um, I just, the, the word no, I just can't. Like, I, I don't believe in it. I, I think there's always a way around something. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like your, your engineering friend, Clint. Was that yeah, his Clay, name? Yes, Clay, Clay, yeah. Clay, yeah. I think that's why <laughs> we get along so well because there isn't, there's just a way. I, I'm a firm believer in there's a way to fix anything or there's a way around something or, you know, anybody can find the courage to do something. If, if yeah. they don't want to do it, it's, it's because they don't want to. I mean, it's not because they can't. I, I really think they're... It's just the, the wherewithal is not there for them to go through of it. But so I'd say no, probably. Okay. What, what sound do you love the most? <laughs> what sound? Uh, oh, dang, man. That's good. Um, I would say, I don't know, just whatever that sound of like excitement is from a person, like the who or the, hey, like uh, something like that, I guess. Like just the, you know, the light bulb is turning on. So whatever that sound is. Hmm, interesting. What's your least favorite sound? Uh man, the least favorite sound. Maybe like the door closing because it means like it, something's over or it's ended or. 
Very poetic. Is that poetic? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is. That. It that. is. Okay, so so you are a serial entrepreneur, mm. and not the cereal you eat. It's not like one, one after another, after another, <laughs> after another. So, but what profession would you have liked to try? Mm. What profession would I have liked to try? Yeah, and you may have already discussed that with the sports mm. management. Yeah, I mean that true. Being a being a general manager of a sports team <laughs> was always, and yeah. I still always think about it. But I just know that journey is that's like again that's that's such a long one to to go down. Um, so I mean that yeah that that could be the easy answer. I I would have loved, and I guess I still could be, but like a, a professional esports player. Like we, my friends and I still joke about it. <laughs> like we could do it. You know, we could just commit 10,000 hours and just play, you know, but some of these, like in esports, the prime. You might have to get the past the wife. <laughs> oh yeah. She would probably not be a fan of it. Nah. Um, yeah. A lot of the pro players are like 18 is their, is their prime. So I'm yeah. a little bit past that. Oh but, my goodness. Yeah. Well, what profession do you know you would not want to do? Oh, accounting. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. <yeah>, no, my <laughs> going, going yeah. back to your question of my advice for people. Uh -huh. This is good. I would say find, unless you're like the unicorn, which is, which is fine. If you are, that's great. Do everything. But if, if you like find someone to, to work on your weaknesses, because you either partner up with them and give them some equity or hire for them, but like, don't try to do it. And, and there was a time where I would sit there and try to do our books and it was just the biggest fat waste of five hours. Like, and I'm like, no, I'm saving money or I'm being, you know, a good business owner. Like you should know what's going on always to do your weekly reports. Don't just put your head in the sand, but like, yeah, get other people to help you with that stuff. Yeah. That, so, that's yeah. so Jared, you know, he comes up with the puzzles for our escape rooms and stuff, but mm -hmm. Jared, uh, his way his brain works. He just, he loves doing QuickBooks. It's like, it is like a game to him. Like, how do you make it all balanced and stuff? And you have to have that for accounting. So I would say an accountant would be awful, both for me and whatever business. <laughs> and, and for the for your client. <laughs> and for my client, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, what do you want to hear God say to you as you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm, I just want him to say, you know, good job, you know, my my faithful servant. I think that's, you know, we have to strive. And and I know when, I, I, I hate when we do these and we don't really mention much about the Lord, but that is a huge, that is a huge um, motivation for me. You know, my parents always instilled that in me. And that's something I believe in. And, and, you know, to be able to do all the stuff I do and the time and the energy, it, it just, it comes from the Lord. It comes from Jesus. And that's, you know, you can do nothing apart from him. And, and that's where my strength comes from. So yeah, I just, I just want him to say I did a good job. And, and, you know, as long as we glorify him and what we do and try to be intentional with people and get to know him and things like that. So that's, that's what I hope he says. I hope he says that not, Oh, come on. He's going to say, come on, Corey. Like you, you blew so many opportunities. He's going to say that. I know it, but, um, but yeah, I, I hope it's the other way. Oh no, that was beautifully said. That's beautifully said. Well, it's been great to get to know you, Corey Dickman. I mean, yeah, it's talk about drinking from a fire hose. That's sort of what it's like around you, all the things that you're doing and the, and just the enthusiasm and the passion you have for what you're doing. And I'm yeah. just thrilled that you're in Waco, that you're in central Texas and yeah. making it a better place. I love being here. Well, and thank you for having me. And, and I love what you're doing here. When, when Mike told me, <laughs> Hey, Anne's coming on to do some podcasts. I about flipped my lid. So yeah, well, that... I did too when he asked me. <laughs> so I'm excited to, to be here to get to, to meet wonderful That's folks great. like you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anne. 
Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. Why am I here? I'm here to be your tour guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.